welcome to the podcast In Progress by TravelFit. I'm your host, Chris Walker, the founder of TravelFit. I'll be taking you on a journey where I interview small business entrepreneurs to worldwide celebrities, where we hear each person's stories and how they overcame their own challenges to achieve their professional and personal goals in life. We dive into how to create a successful life through health, fitness, and developing a stronger mindset, and how travel can impact our life for the better. If you feel stuck in life, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening into today's episode. Today I'll be speaking with Manuela, an inspiring and successful digital marketer who specializes in launch strategies. Manuela had a challenging start to her story by being sexually assaulted from a young age, to changing the narrative from victim to victor by shifting her perspective and changing her life. She traveled the world, now has a beautiful family, and is creating the opportunity for people to live out their own successful life with her guidance. Manuela has not only launched multiple six-figure businesses, but also helped people realize that most business obstacles have come from their own personal blocks created from childhood trauma. After coaching them through these obstacles, she believes that business success is created from letting go of the past patterns we hold and recreating the best version of yourself first. We touch on tools that you can use to create more content, books you should read, and ways to start changing your life from today. Thanks so much for listening into this episode and enjoy. So thanks so much for joining the podcast today. Um, before we dive into a little bit more detail about what we're going over, uh, what is it that you do and who are you? Thank you for inviting me to be here. I'm very excited to be here, actually. So basically... Basically, I'm a launch strategist. Um, I work in the digital marketing and I help people to sell and scale their online products using social media and the launch strategy. Yeah. And how did you start this journey to being in this business? So, okay. So um, probably seven years ago, I started to study a lot of therapies and and I became a therapist. So I was working as a holistic therapist. I did 28 courses in this area. And when my daughter, my younger daughter was born, um, I, I just thought, how am I going to continue working with what I'm working? And I love doing it um, and still be able to be with her. I don't want her to be, you know, raised by someone else or she's so little so I started to research a way that I could continue working and sharing my knowledge my passion but I could also stay with my kids and travel because I love traveling we've been to 37 countries now Um, and then I found out that there was a way that I could use the internet to sell um, my mentoring programs or my courses, my therapies. And then I started in this journey of working online. And then after a while, I started to grow in this in this business. And my friends started to ask me, what are you doing? Like, how are you, how are you doing that? And then I started to mentor them. And then the word spreads. And I started to work behind the scenes of big players in the market. So players with multiple six and seven figures every launch. Um, And that's how I am here today. So diving into, before we dive into any deeper into your career and what you've done, I think it's really good just to dive into like, you know, the start of the journey of like how your upbringing was and what, how that that's led you to, you know, starting to go into, I guess, you know, the, the psychology of sales and also how it's influenced you to create your own, I guess, dream lifestyle. Cool. 
All right. So um, when I was a child from the ages of four until eight, um, and I shared this with um, in a very easy way today, because I think it's something extremely common and also something that could help a lot of people to move forward. I was sexually abused. And um, in this period, of course, my life was, you know, upside down. I didn't know what to do. All I wanted was to be free. I didn't want to um, be stuck in a work that I didn't love because I already had a big part of my life that I had to do things that I didn't want to. So um, I had this really clear value in my head. And I think this is a extremely important point to start with so what is this value that is going to lead you throughout your life um so you can be more congruent with that and then i guess i started to um take my life and um see how i could fit everything that i was doing to become more and more free every day and of course I had all these patterns I had um, all these blockages inside of me that today I help my clients with so when we are talking about sales for example it's always a blockage that you had in your childhood it's always a blockage of am I good enough am I able to do this Um, am I feeling guilty for being abundant or for being prosperous. So, um, of course, I had all of this. So I had to go into a strong journey and very deep journey to look after myself first. So see all that had happened to me and how I would transform that into a power instead of something that could put me down. And I remember when my daughter was born, my first daughter, I sat down and I thought, Um, Okay, so actually, I I was pregnant when I had this thought. Um, I was like, okay, I have two options now. First option, I'm always going to be suffering for what happened to me. And second option, I'm going to look at this very deeply. And of course, using meditations, using um, a lot of different therapies. That's how I got into this world. Um, So um Tata healing and uh reiki and aromatherapy all of that and i'm gonna look into that and i'm going to use this as my power as my ability as something unique that i have as my story and then i thought if i choose this pathway chances are i'm gonna repeat a lot of patterns and my daughter is gonna end it up the same way And if I choose this other pattern, well, it's going to be super hard, and it was, but I'm going to be creating a new reality for me and for my kids. So that's how I, you know, started my journey, and that's how I grew even more. Yeah. And what do you think the the biggest challenge is for someone to start to break those patterns? I think the biggest challenge... um, well, there's, there are some of them. The first one is when we are experiencing any blockages or any traumas or anything that happened to us in the past, we tend to isolate ourselves because we think we're going to bother people. We think um, we're not going to be you know, nice people to be around with. So we tend to isolate ourselves. So it's really hard to give this step out and say, I need help. I need someone to be here with me and to help me to give these steps. So this is one of the biggest things. So fear of judgment and thinking that we are alone. And when we experience this kind of big blockages or even small ones. So for example, if your parents always told you, um, don't cry, you know, um, or if they put it, a lot of conditions for you. Oh, if you like this, I'm not going to, you know, pay for for your university if you do this course. There's lots of things that our parents do and it's not their fault at all, but it creates certain things inside of us because we, Carl Rogers is a humanistic psychologist and he explains that 
um, we need to belong. We need to be part of something, part of a community. And when we are um, young, people usually put conditions to love us. So conditions to have us around. And then we have in our heads as a child, we have this huge incongruence, which is, am I going to choose my what makes me happy, what I like, what I enjoy, or am I going to choose these things that will make someone else happy? And then, well, at least I can belong. And of course, as little kids, we are going to choose this pathway. So um, I guess um, the, one of the biggest challenges when we are dealing with this blockage is, all right, so I know this happened and I can belong somewhere else. So it's finding a community that you can belong, a community that will support you um, to go through these things and uh, that will encourage you to become who you really are, who you have inside. Yeah. And it's so interesting talking about, you know, those conditions that are created when you're younger to, you know, do the things you don't want to do just so you can feel like you can belong because those things definitely are still so, so clinged onto as adults too, for sure. And, and I could only imagine that there'd be like such a correlation between, you know, still wanting to belong when you're older and, you know, trying to make a business successful, but because you're listening to say the opinions of other people, yeah, that's the thing that's restricting restricting you from actually pursuing that successful path because you're too afraid of rejection from the the closest friends or family or whatever it may be um, that are nearest you too. Exactly. I guess like when, well, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. So I, I only worked for someone else once or twice and for a short period, but all, all the time, like, my mom said, you need to get a job, you know, or, um, but when I went to that job, I felt like I was inside these boxes that I didn't belong. So every time we want to do something different from the pattern we are used to, these voices can come from inside our head. So saying this is wrong, it's not going to lead us anywhere. Um, It's not going to work. So we have all this limiting beliefs inside our heads and I was talking to you about the brain book which explains that these connections in our brains that get stronger when we have this belief so beliefs are connections in our brain and it's hard to break this connection but it's possible and we also have the people that surround us so that will tell us well you know you're not going to a nice pathway you're going to give up from your university to become an entrepreneur this is not going to end up well so finding a group of people that will support you along the journey is so powerful starting to follow for example people on instagram that you know took that journey to give you a little boost every day that you are capable that you can do this yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just like changing what you're saying so that you can start to change that that inner dialogue, like you've said. Because like yes. you know, even the biggest thing for me was, you know, when back probably it was a few years ago, maybe like 2000 and I think it was 2017, I did like a little uh, CBT course, like cognitive behavioral therapy course just to learn about it for for myself my own learnings and it really like influenced me to understand people a lot further as well because you know you know we think thoughts and then we think words and then we think actions and that becomes obviously our our behavior and our behavior becomes like our personality um so realizing that everything stems from a thought and if you just challenge that one thought um, it can really just change your life. Like, all right, so I, I say this a lot. All right, you're a piece of shit. Okay, well, why am I a piece of shit? <laughs> what's a valid What's a valid um, input there? Like, where's that coming from and why am I thinking this way? Okay, and there's like two paths. You can be like, well, I don't know. And you can be like, well, it's invalid and I'm not a piece of shit. Or it can be someone's talked to you wrong 
in a wrong uh, way, sorry, uh, in a, I don't know, condescending or rude or whatever it may be. And then, you know, you've taken that on board unconsciously. And then it's come back to you five hours later. And then you could be like, oh, so that's why I feel like that because someone said that to me. And that just that auditing process of being like, all right, where's it stemming from? Okay, this is why. All right, so how do I get rid of that? All right, well, I'm not going to hang around people who don't support me. Goodbye. <laughs> and then that's done. You cut the ties. And exactly. having that ability is very hard if you haven't done it before. Like you, from experience, you know, I know it's it's one of the hardest things if you've had, say, three clo- closest friends that you've always been friends with, but then you realise that maybe they're not the best for you. Yeah. Then you have to make that that hard decision to be like, okay, well, do I better myself or do I belong, like you said before? Exactly. That's really, really hard. When I when I decided to break these patterns and all of that, the first thing I do, I did, and of course, maybe um, with my head today, I could have done differently, but in that, that Manuela in the past, that was the best thing she did was I said, I'm going to move to New Zealand, just me and my partner, and I'm going to break these patterns because if I stay in this family dynamic that that I am today it's going to be super hard so I need to be stronger and I need this time alone with new information with creating new synapses in my brain to be able to if I come back I'll be able to be stronger and I'll know exactly who I am so this is one thing that I did that's why for me, traveling or living in other countries, that's amazing because we can experience, you know, other points of view. And something that is so common to you, it's not that common to that culture. So you start learning different ways to live and start questioning yourself, is this useful for me? Is this way that I'm thinking, that I'm doing, that I'm acting, is this useful for me? Is this going to lead me for where I want to be? And one thing that I do that I did a lot with my therapy clients was basically taking three like pins or um, so three of them. And then one is going to be me. The other one. So this one is the um, victim. This one is the judge. And this one is the defender. And then we have could we could have another one, which is the person that is attacking you. So. Basically, I'm saying, as you said, I'm a piece of shit. Then the defender will say, okay, but what are the, tell me, you need to give me facts. Imagine if you are in in front of a jury, he's not going to take that. He's going to say, okay, what are the facts that you have here? Did you find a weapon? Did you find a print? You need these facts, right? So what are the facts that that I'm a piece of shit? And then the person that is attacking you can tell you didn't do your homework you didn't do this you are 30 years old and you are not a millionaire yet okay but what have I achieved so you are playing around your own mind and giving yourself rational information to evaluate your beliefs to evaluate what you're thinking so I think this is very powerful. Sometimes I'm, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing anything. And then I remember, okay, but where, where do I want to get? Where do I want to reach? What do I want to do? And if I don't do anything, what is going to happen? So then I always play with my mind. And taking sometimes the first action without feeling like it, is going to start changing the rest. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a a huge thing too, like doing things that you don't want to do to build that momentum for the day. Whereas a lot of people, well, something that I, I notice is a lot of people talk about it being too hard to do something that they don't want to do because they don't feel like it. But they put this prejudice on people and I've had, you know, client personal training clients in the past being like, oh, well, I'm just not you. I don't get up at five in the morning and it's not not who I am. And it's just like, well, 
I don't feel like getting up at five in the morning. It's just, you have to do the, the hardest thing for the day. Eat the frog for the day, I guess, is a, a good example. Do what is hard first and everything else will be easy. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's always choosing, um, choosing, I think in the beginning, it's good to follow someone advice or a mentor, you know? So you take someone, let's say you're trying to lose weight. You're going to take someone that already have been there in the journey and you're going to follow that. But eventually you're going to find your own way to do that. So mm. at first I used to follow. And then today I know, okay, I work better this way and this makes me more productive. And I can, you know, I can do this thing. So um, as you said, we have to challenge ourselves. And once we feel, okay, I'm going to challenge myself to wake up at 5 a.m. But now that I can do it, is this working well? Or can I wake up at 7 and still, I'm still going to be productive? So I think it's like finding that spot that works for us. Yeah, definitely. What would you ha have to say to someone? What's the biggest, I guess, objection that you face when it comes to people just continually not doing things? Hmm. What's in that? my work, imagine I'm a launch strategist, right? <laughs> so I know I work with big clients. I had a client, he was selling 10,000 every month when I started to build his strategy. Now he's reaching seven figures every month. So I know how to make people grow online, right? And then I come to people and I say, okay, this is what you have to do. And they just don't do it. So I found out, okay, the problem is not what you have to do. Is We need to work on why you're not doing it. So let's implement a couple of things here. Let's, um, let's make a challenge. Let's make... Um, you know, work on ourselves. So I often coach my clients or make a little bit of therapy to unblock this feeling. So I have this woman, she cried every time she wanted to record a video and how is she going to sell online without recording videos, right? So I started to coach her and to do some therapy with her. And we found out that in her childhood, um, she felt like she was the ugliest among her cousins. So she hated taking photos or videos because people would compare her. So knowing that, we now can um, ask ourselves so we can rationalize this belief. And then she started to record the videos. So there's always a point. Some people, um, so for me, marketing is behavior. So... If I'm selling, I'm selling to a person. I'm not selling to a market because behind a market, there's always people, right? So once we understand that, that we are dealing with people and if we are not achieving something, it's because there's a blockage in there. There's something we, we are not being able to do. That's where we're going to grow more. It's not, it, it, strategies can help. And of course they will help. It's my job. But behind the strategy, there's the behavior. And that's where the magic happens. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest point of difference that I, I can notice straight away is it's a lot of, you know, there there are a lot of like social media, digital marketers out there, um, social, social media managers, um, different social media agencies and such. But, you know, it does come down to you could have an endless supply of, say, leads and you could say you could bring every person on, on board. But what happens still if you have that and you still don't get any results with those people based on the fact that they're it's not it's not you. It's just the fact that you don't have the skill set to actually help them overcome these uh, issues that they are facing that aren't related to business at all. Exactly. And what I see, um, I was, I had a client just before coming here and I told her, you have to position yourself because when I went to her profile, it was like, it was, you know, this water that is not hot and it's also not, it's warm. It's not 
code is warm. So I saw her profile and it was warm. Why? Because she was afraid of positioning herself and saying, I believe in this. This is what I like. This is what I defend. Mm -hmm. And when we are building something and people start connecting with us because sales, it's all about relationship. It's all about connection. It's not the best funnel. It's not the best copy. It's not, it's the connection you're going to have. So you need to put out there who you are as a human being to be able to sell. So I said to her, what we are going to do right now is to work on this positioning. If you believe in something, that's what you're going to say. Because there's lots of people doing the same thing. There's, there, there's always someone doing what you're doing, right? So how you're going to outstand yourself? Being human, telling your story, sharing what you believe, connecting. This is the difference that it is going to make you grow. It's not, I can give you the strategy right now, but if you don't work in these things, how are you going to apply this strategy? How you, not me, you with your potentialities, with your story, with your individuality is going to apply that. It's not going to work. Yes. And that's so huge. Hey, like, because you see so many, so many brands being built or businesses starting. And then you usually see the life cycle of that business only last, you know, six months. And in that six months, maybe they haven't made any money either. Exactly. And the, I tell my clients, and this can apply for a physical business or a online business. Imagine that you have a house. You need to work on the foundation first. Otherwise, the house will fall. So sometimes when the business are not selling or not prospering, it's because we don't know who we are talking to. What is our avatar? What I like to call persona because it's a person. So who is our person that we are trying to sell to? What are their desires, their fears? They... So if I open a cafe today, and I think, okay, this is the target that I'm going to, you know, work with and make that cafe different from the other ones. That's how I'm going to grow. Putting my little magic in there, my, you know, different souls. And sometimes when we are starting, we try to copy people and that's why we are not going to grow. Yeah. That's the importance of, you know, finding yourself finding your story you don't have to have the 300 diplomas in your wall you just need to organize how you got to where you are otherwise everyone would be successful because how many books do we have that tell us how what to do so why we don't do it that's the funniest thing too i think is like you know I know some, some people who read all these books and they do all the right things, but still struggle to get past the point. And it's exactly that, like knowing like their true identity of like what, what it is that they believe in and what they want to project out there. And just being too, I guess, maybe afraid to put themselves in that position too. Yeah. And it's hard, like, I remember when I first started filming videos, like just on my phone, uh, when I was starting as a uh, my PT business on the Sunshine Coast, I never really did too much like video content. It was kind of like 2018. So it was like starting to boom even bigger and bigger. And it took me like 50 or so goes just to do like a 20 second video. And I was getting so frustrated and the funny thing is, is like people say, say to me now, they're like, oh, like you can talk in front of the camera quite easily or it doesn't really phase you or you can just speak um, like it's quite flowy. And I was like, yeah, because I've spent like hours on hours and hours of like just like swearing and failing and struggling to actually do a video. But yeah, the, the, the only thing that made me go from actually being comfortable and not being comfortable was the fact of just being like, I just, I don't care. I'm just don't do it regardless. Exactly. And then when you, when you just, you're just like, all right, well, I'm just going to do it anyway. That's when it comes out regardless. And you stop being scared of saying the wrong thing or 
or looking stupid or having the perfect video because yeah. I, you know, we've got that, our, our mutual friend, Manu, um, like he started on a webcam teaching people how to speak Italian and there was no lighting. There was no fancy lighting. He didn't have a team. He didn't have all these little uh, things that made that video, that business like thrive. And now he obviously has a team and he's got actual, an uh, actual camera and lighting and uh, a room in a house just for his, his uh, recording. And it's just funny because like you start small and then it will eventually get big. And I think you got the point here. Mm. We are all going to start with zero sales, zero followers, zero experience, zero everything. So what will make the difference from someone that starts from zero and someone that is going to grow? Mm. The discipline and the consistency in understanding and giving yourself a little bit more time. I think that's something you know, our generation especially lacks with. It's time. Yeah. We want things for tomorrow. We want to start a business and see the results tomorrow. And it's not going to happen. So if we have in our minds that this is a plan. So every time a client comes to me, I'm like, this is a long time term plan. Are you ready to do it? Otherwise, I'm not going to mentor them. Because they will give up. It's hard, way harder for me to make someone be consistent in the first six months than it is to make someone go from 10 to seven figures, 10,000 to seven figures. Yeah. Because that person is already there consistently doing and making mistakes. Sometimes you post a reel, nobody, saw, nobody sees it. Sometimes you post one that goes well. So you are growing, you are learning. It's like riding a bike. But when we are kids, it's easier, isn't it? Because we just don't care if we fall or anything. We just go there again. But that's, the, that's what we need to take when we are adults, starting a new business. Mm. And again, that's something some of my clients say, okay, should I give up my nine to five job now? I'm like, do you have a good reserve of money? Otherwise, yeah. don't do this because you're going to get frustrated. You're going to give up on your business. Yeah. It's always around strategies to make it happen. So if you have a list, how are you going to get some cash flow right now to help you in your launch? Um, how are you not going to spend in things you don't need right now? Because some people, they see these big players in the market and they think... I need the best camera, the best branding, the best like the best look, good looking pose. This is not what you need right now. So it's um, organizing our budget, our finances, so we can stay for a longer time here. If we see all business owners, we see okay, two years is a good time to have a return back, right? To start having some profit mm -hmm. and in social media of course a little bit faster but it's the same thing in the beginning you're going to be putting money and then you're going to be taking it so it's the same mentality from the offline business that i try to fight against people that says it's easy no work and you just have to go there and do some stories it's not going to be like that but what is the difference the difference is if you do it eventually you'll be free to travel, to go wherever you want, to, you know, have the house you want or just live the way you want. So this is the only difference. You know you are paying the price right now and Napoleon Hill says something. Um, we have, if we pay the price now, we are going to collect it later, something like this. I need to... I don't remember exactly the quote. So he's already talking to us about that. We need to have that in mind and have this maturity to understand it's going to take some time. Yeah, definitely. Like putting the seed, you know, in the... Um, in the ground plant. and letting it grow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So with 
your own start of your business, what were some of the mistakes that you learned along the way? First mistake, spending yeah. money where I didn't need to. So as I said, when I started, I thought I, had, I needed the best branding. So I went there and I spent a lot of money with branding. And I thought, okay, I need the best video. And so I ended up spending money where I didn't have to. When you are recording an online course before you sell it, that's a mistake. Because you don't know your avatar that much. You don't know exactly their pain points. You're going to learn better along the way. So why not starting with a live um, delivery of your course instead of I know people that spend six thousand dollars to build a course you could spend the six thousand dollars in ads to distribute your content and then you're gonna get more clients so first we need to focus in this what are the things that I have to do to make me start having my cash flow to start paying my business faster I guess the second mistake was to compare myself. So this is something I usually don't do anymore. I go there and I look at my competition sometimes and I mostly I look in their comments to see what people are asking them because that's what is lacking in the market. But I don't look at them anymore because I need to find my essence to be there. And the problem is since we are kids, we learn to follow some, some things, to comply, to be, to be just like somebody else. So in social media, we need to be ourselves. We need to put our vulner- vulnerability. We need to put our story. We need to create what is us. So constantly comparing yourself with someone else is not going to help you grow. Third mistake uh, in my social media business, and that's the mistake everybody does, is not researching my avatar. And I think you're going to hear me saying this a lot because it's the foundation of the house. And it's not just like, oh, it's females, 24 years old, and, uh, and they are nutritionists. This is my avatar. No, this is not your avatar. It might be in traditional marketing, but not in, on social media. So we need to understand exactly how do they communicate with you? How, what do they say? What are their frustrations? What are their objections? We need to really research them. If you, if you only have one hour to do your business, spend this hour researching your avatar. And how you're going to do that? I like doing going in YouTube videos related to what I'm doing and see the comments. So what are people asking? And then we can see the objections. We can see what they want, their difficulties. Or you can go to Amazon and search for a book. For example, let's say I'm gonna, I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about losing weight. I'm going to search for books that talk about losing weight and I'm gonna see the reviews. And in there, you're gonna find information about your avatar as well. So researching the avatar to make sh- and then fourth mistake selling the product and not the transformation like, yes Huge. why <laughs> people buy um is that mac mac the lipstick and no oh, mecca is it mecca i think it's m-a-c mac. anyway yes mac. yeah yeah and they don't buy, and they prefer this one and not a Kmart one. Yeah. Of course, it lasts longer and blah, 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 but it's not that. It's because, you know, we imagine ourselves being something better. We see all these women and all of that. So we go for that one. That's the transformation. If I started to describe to you, this is the chemical components of this lipstick, you wouldn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with our product. If we describe it's 12 models and then you're going to learn this, 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 and this. Okay, but how how my life will be different? Yeah. Actually showing what people want and actually delivering that, which is the biggest thing. 
showing what they want and delivering what they need. And why do you think um, so many people struggle to actually deliver results? To their clients or? Yeah, to their clients or any any business model promising something but never, I guess, being able to deliver. Well, I think there is, again, the we always go back to the avatar. Because let's say... Um, Let's give an example here. Let's say you are a photographer, okay? And you are promising that you are going to teach people how to take amazing photos when they go travel. But then you are communicating with um, very expert photographers, not the beginners, But what you can actually teach is a beginner photography, right? But you are communicating with the experts. You are using technical language. You are, that's who you are attracting. These experts, they will buy your course and they will be like, I already know this. Why? Because my communication is not congruent to what I'm selling. So you really need to understand what is the end goal that I want in my course. And that's, again, why I tell people don't record a course before you start selling. Because what is the end point that your avatar wants? What is it? What if they want, if it's the expert, what if you tell them, I'm going to teach you how to build your business in photography? That's what they really want or the more technical parts of photography, but you are actually delivering something else, promising something that is not congruent. This is because you don't know your avatar. So most likely it could be this reason. And it could also be um, not believing that you can do it and thinking that you need to put a you know, catastrophic promise, you're going to become a millionaire in 30 days to be able to sell your product. And you actually don't need that. It's crazy though. I guess like you see so many targeted ads out there about start a Shopify business, start an Amazon business, start a, da, 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 we'll teach you how to do this, this, and this. But, you know, there's, there's a reason that yes, they might have some good reviews, but there's a certain reason why they don't continue that trend either. Or you see the next person bringing the next course up to the next hype trending thing when all it really is, is just like sticking to your own, I guess, like your own branding, your own beliefs, your own mission. And then that way you don't have to try and go on board the train that's copycatting someone else and someone else and someone else, which, you know, never really has that authenticity of, know what is actually important to that person and again we come back to the person because some people sell courses and you go inside the course and you're like what is this like yeah you also look after your client to enchanted your client give more than what they are expecting over deliver your course so you know this is going to make the cycle continue and sometimes we are so preoccupied with how much I'm going to earn. Da, da, da. This is going to be a consequence that we forget that we are selling to other people and that they matter. So what with businesses today, obviously there's the traditional model of advertising, which is, you know, put some posters on like a bus or the newspaper or on TV, but it's pretty, from what I can tell, outdated. Um, there's still that general demographic of people that do have that. Um, How is social media making an impact on business today in a, in a positive way? Like for people who don't know how powerful social media actually is. So basically when you put, I went to the cinema, right. To watch (laughs) Spider-Man. Me and my partner. And then I was there and I started to see these ads and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is terrible. And it doesn't mean that ads were terrible. What it meant was 
how many people were inside that cinema? Are they yeah. really interested in that product, in that communication? What When was you... the ad? Gosh, I in the beginning I thought it was a coffee ad to to begin with. So there was a competition between four women for I don't know what. Did I know this see... ad. I know this ad. I know someone in the ad. <laughs> <laughs> the guy the guy was really tanned the guy that asked her to get married if she wants to marry her yeah if he had, she had a car yeah and then yeah. the other one says in the end oh i went to my dealer and he said that if i get got this blah 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 car i would get married and i was like oh my gosh this is terrible sorry for your friends no no it's so fun he'll laugh at this this is great <laughs> yeah i saw it um so i saw someone that? target yeah who are they targeting they're mm. not i'm i have a partner so they are not targeting me and if i'm watching the video it's not gonna make sense to me but there it's going to make sense to their target right yeah so what social media does is if this is your target we are only only going to distribute to them you're not we are not going to sell meat to a vegetarian then it doesn't make sense you're spending money you're burning money right so social media takes okay your target is vegetarian and they like they don't like vegetables and that's the product you want to sell this is who we are going to target so it's way more specific they they understand any everything about us all our behaviors and people get scared about that but that's the reality we need to use that in our favor if we are putting a nice message out out there that's all we can do to use that in, in good ways so when you you are advertising on social media um we are doing two things We are creating the relationships. So every time when I was a child, I saw this propaganda on a type of milk. So intuitively, because I saw it repetitively, um, if I go to the market, I don't drink milk, but if I go to the market and I want to buy milk, I'm going to buy from that brand because I saw that many times. In, in social media, we distribute the content and That person is going to be seeing your face every day. So she's going to start trusting you. And that's when the relationship is established. And that's when we start selling. So it's all about social. It's all about relationship. That's the biggest difference. And it's extremely targeted. So you can spend less money and have more results. We have a physiotherapist here on the Sunshine Coast. He's getting a lot of clients on social media and he was not really successful in other channels and why is that because it's extremely targeted and we know the communication there so even if you are a physical business you can use social media to you know to communicate your values your cause what you defend to be different For example, Patagonia. I love that brand mm, yeah. because they have a cause and they show us there that it's only another shirt. But I will buy from that brand because they have because of the what they have around them. Yeah. So this is what people want right now. We are getting more intelligent. We are getting, you know, we are growing as human beings. So using Uh, propaganda with you know just that it's not going to work for so much longer that's why we need to establish the relationship that's what is going to be lacking in the next years for humans because we will be more online so we are going to be lacking the connection and if we get that we will be selling more and we'll be building again and helping more people So what advice would you have for people who want to essentially, I guess, level up their, their own social media? What would be three uh, tips that you'd have for them? Okay, so there's um, three posts that I usually tell my clients to do. 
um, so before that, <laughs> your bio, um, instead of putting in your bio, I'm a life coach, put there how you help people. So I help you to overcome your emotional block. I don't know. Just put it there because you are a life coach. You are, but what can you do for me? That's the first thing I want to see in your profile. Mm -hmm. And then the three types of posts. The first one is the counterintuitive. I call it like that. So um, in my business, everyone defends that you need to have a lot of followers. And I say the opposite. You don't need followers to sell. That's what I say. This is counterintuitive. It means everyone saying something, I'm going to defend something else. But that's because I really defend it. So let's say everyone is defending that you need restrictive diets to lose weight. And you are constantly like Sim is doing. She, we started working together and she's constantly do, do, going there and eating a caramel, right? That chocolate yeah. that she loves. So she's doing counterintuitive posts. She's positioning herself. The second one is um, um, the more technical posts. So explaining things. So giving tips, real tips, help your clients every day. Give something that they can use. Don't just put motivational phrases there to make your profile beautiful. Put something that will actually help someone that will actually make the difference to that person in that specific day. So for example, three tips to, um, to three tips to produce engaging podcasts. And then you're going to give these tips. So, yeah. and again, think about the funnel, the market funnel and top funnel. So people that don't know yet what they are doing. So what should they be doing? So, uh, five ways to record a better podcast if you are a beginner, if this is your target. Mm -hmm. So giving tips, giving information is extremely valuable. And the third type of post is you. So post a photo of you and start sharing your story. Be behind brands, we always have someone. We always have, so um, we have... Um, the story of Bill Gates, for example. We want to know his story. We want because he's a person. We connect to other person. So don't put. If you're only posting personal photos, you should balance that. But if you are only posting motivational phrases and all of that, start posting a little bit about you and communicating with your avatar. So as you said, my avatar didn't know how to record videos. So you can post a photo of you and say, a few years ago, I didn't know how to record videos. I was like this, this, this. I had this and this difficulty. And, and then I did this. And that's what I'm doing right now. And give some tips. So you're going to connect. Mm. And they're so, like so impactful too. Exactly. I remember when I... um started going from like just doing motivational posts and a few exercise posts to like actually explaining like the who's how's and why's behind ex particular exercises or even like corrective exercises for say posture or whatever it may be mm -hmm. and that's when I noticed that that was I got a bigger bigger engagement and questions and people inquiring about that and that's when I knew like that's what I needed to do versus it's trying to motivate people because there's so much of that are already out there. Yes, exactly. And understanding the platform. So mm. that's the big one. So what is, what are, I call him um, Uncle Zuki, <laughs> what the owner of Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So what does he want from us? <laughs> what does he want? He wants people to spend more time on the platform, right? So, if he's seeing that you are doing an engaging post and people are actually spending more time there, likes, they don't matter. Saves, they do matter a lot. Because our uncle there, he will think, if she's saving, she will eventually come back to see it again. So she will be spending more time on the platform. Shares, it will, it will matter. 
direct messages are the most powerful ones. So instead of in your, so sometimes in your stories, you have the question box. Instead of putting a question box, you can say, send me a direct message because this matters a lot for Instagram. So it's like understanding that the main goal of the platform is I want more people to spend more time here. And if you as a producer is helping Instagram to do that, he's going to benefit you. Mm. We had a client. Gosh, I wish I was that client. He he did a reel. It went really well. Facebook gave him fifty thousand dollars to spend in ads. Really? Why? Because he made people spend more time on the platform. Mm, that's crazy. Holy mackerel. So if you are in a story, stop and put the pull so people have to press. Make people go back. So for example, I'm talking about something. Oh, go back three stories to see, to answer my pull. Because if they go back, they are spending more time. So every time you produce a content, you have to think, will this person spend more time when, I, when I'm putting this content here? Yeah. And our big uncle wants from us. <laughs> that's a huge one because that, obviously that just makes it, if you feed back to, to the system, I guess, the monster, <laughs> the monster will feed back to you as well and look after you. <laughs> we have to remember the platform is free for users, but it's not free for producers. Sometimes we try to go or grow organically, to sell organically, but Facebook doesn't like when we sell because when we sell, some people like it, of course, but we have to go out of the platform to buy. So he doesn't like. So what he does, okay, I'll let you sell here, but you have to pay for the ads. So understanding the platform, we can use it better. So we under because yeah. we understand how we can align our communication to make it more um, to make it a better workplace for us. Yes, that's huge. There's been some golden nuggets in this this talk, like here, there, and everywhere. It's been really good. So cool. I've um, got a few last questions. So one question is three ways that someone could work on themselves to actually start to transform not only their business, but themselves. Three ways. Okay. One thing that I do every night, I close my eyes and I think, and I tell my, and I keep repeating this phrase to myself, what is that that you really want? So you're not going to have the answer in the beginning. But sometimes something will come, maybe an image, maybe a feeling. And then you're going to start, you know, thinking, okay, this is what I want. So, and then I, I start imagining, okay, is my life congruent to what I want? Or do I need to make some adjustments here and there? Because if my value is legacy and I'm working for someone else and I'm not seeing that I'm, you know, giving this legacy to the world, I'm living an incongruent life. So always ask, I, I'm, a, I'm a questioner. So I always question, my, question myself. The second thing that I would say is join a group again. It could be a mastermind. It could be a free group. It could, it could be a BNI. It could be an online mentor. Join a group because they will, the mentor will give you, okay, this will, this mistakes, I, I've been there. So this is how you can, you can improve, right? So you can improve yourself. You can improve your business by, because you don't have to walk alone. You can walk with other people. And the third thing I would say is have stillness and meditation in your routine. Oh, I don't like meditating. That's okay. Just lie down in your bed and look to the roof. Because as business owners and people, we need, if we think about the philosophers in the past, 
they would just sit down and have the answers that we use until today. So we need this time alone to be more creative. We need this time alone to find some answers or as I like to say, to download information. So use your time alone because this is going to increase the performance of your business. There's, if you, if you have in your mind, okay, this is the content I want to produce and you go there sit down and just let it go, something will come to your mind instead of copying someone else. And that's how you're going to start growing. Because if you are posting something there that people can find on Google, you know, so you mm. have to post something that they can't find because that's your words. This is how you're, you are writing. That gives or, you time to actually figure out your own style too, I, I guess. Like, because my best ideas or posts or whatever it may have been have always come from me just I, I'm a walk meditator sometimes. I like to walk and like just kind of yeah. be present that way. And that's how I function. I still, you know, meditate and do breath work and, and things like that. But I find for me when I need to break down an obstacle, I just need to walk. And that's, I, I won't even be thinking about it. I'll just start walking. And then now I know where I'll just kind of be like click. And then it's like, wow, oh, that makes sense. And instantly have the answer. So yep. allowing yourself to actually have that time, I feel is so important. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's a huge tip and balancing it out. So, okay, I'm going to work, but I'm also going to do what I love to give myself some rewards along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, give the first step because then you're going to perceive small results to celebrate the small results. And then you're going to have more energy to do a little bit more. more. Yeah. Don't overindulge, though, as well. Yeah. <laughs> From experience, I've, I've overindulged a few times when I've won, won on things and it's been like, oh, no, you've, you've celebrated a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for people wanting to follow your journey as well, where can everyone find you? Um, the name of my Instagram, my new one, because I just... I started a new one and that's because I had 15,000 followers, but I started a new one because I moved my communication from Portuguese to English, which didn't make sense in the same one. So if you are starting a new business in a totally different um, niche that from the one you're talking at the moment, it might be a good idea to start a new one. So the new one is Launching Academy. You can find it there. Perfect. And for anyone listening in that might be struggling to shift their perspective, what's one book that you'd recommend for them to read? Okay. So I'll give you guys um, Peaks and Valleys. From what is it? Peaks, Peaks and Valleys? Valleys. Very good. Thank you. Amazing. Well, Thanks so much for joining in the podcast today. I really appreciate your time and everything that you're doing. And I, I've, I've watched, I'm watching your story as you kind of like go through this journey as well. And I've definitely noticed that you post co- consistently. <laughs> your content's constantly coming through. And I even had a look at like the new page the other day and I was like, wow, there are a lot of posts already. And you only launched it like a week or so ago. Well, that's, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, but yeah, like you, you definitely like embody like what you're teaching and you are like such a huge influencer in the sense of like embodying what you do and actually creating lasting results for all your clients and inspiring everyone who's listening in today and following your journey as well. So I can't wait to see what's um, to come for you in the future as well. And I know so many people are going to get some amazing value out of today's episode. Thank you for inviting me. And as a quick tip, I'm going to give you but the tip to produce infinite contents. Basically, what you're going to do is you're going to record a 15-minute video. You're going to cut into one-minute videos. That's Then you have, what, seven to ten little videos to post every day. And from these videos, you take that and um, you can write your carousels only using one thing. 
And also you can take the video, the long video, take out the audio, transform into a podcast. So it's it's getting smarter in your content production, like instead of struggling, creating lots of new ones. Yes, so. such a good value point. I watched um, Gary Vee, everyone watches Gary Vee. Yeah. And I noticed that's what he does with a lot of his videos. He'll make one piece content and then he'll just audit and just like, chop it up into different pieces here, there and everywhere. And then it goes into all these subcategories and you're just like, wow. Gary V says that you can, with one piece of content, you can create, I think, 46 others. That's crazy, isn't it? Holy mackerel. So there you go. You stop trying to make one post, one post, turn one post into. Several. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening in, guys. Perfect. Thank you, Greg. Thanks so much for listening in, guys. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and got some value out of it. If you did get some value out of that episode and you really did enjoy it, then share it with a friend or family member, share us on social media, leave us a review, and help us make a bigger impact in the world today. The more we can inspire people to better themselves and level up their life through self-development, whether it be one little tip here or there, makes all the difference, and you might even save a life. Again, thanks so much for listening in and we'll see you next time.